You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 371, book review, Leading Others by Mac Lake. Now, I want to ask you a question. Does your church have a plan or a format for developing leaders? Sadly, when I talk to pastors all over the country, all over the world, The sad answer is usually, no, we don't have an actual plan. It's just kind of organic. It's just something that kind of takes place in the context of of everyday church life. And, you know, that's really sad because leaders really, um, that's not the best way to develop leaders. It doesn't work in, in the business world. It doesn't work in the corporate world. It doesn't work in the government world. And it really, really, really doesn't work in the church world. So having a plan, having a format for developing leaders is something really that every pastor should, and I'm not saying the pastor has to do it themselves. In fact, it'd be better if he could find a quality man or woman who he can entrust this to, who can develop leaders or create a a system, uh, maybe a pipeline, if you will, for cultivating leaders within that organization. Because listen, if you intend to grow, if you intend to if you intend to thrive, if you intend for your church to be around in 20 years, you've got to be raising up more leaders. Now I get it, many churches prefer the old-fashioned way. We'd rather go out and buy a pastor. We'd rather go out and buy a youth leader. We'd rather go out and buy a worship leader. And for many churches, that model works. I just don't think it's the best. I think when you can raise up leaders from within your own church, from within your own community, I think it's so much more efficient. I think it's so much more effective. And you're going to get people who who really um, have bought into your church. It's not just that you're hiring them. They've been in your church for years. Let me give you a couple of examples. examples. Our senior pastor and his wife have been in our church for over 20 years. Now, they've only been the senior pastors for six or seven of those years, but they came to the church as members. They started serving as volunteers. They were leading as connect groups, and one thing led to another. They're serving in different places and doing different things, and when uh, the the former pastors, the, the, the planting pastors, stepped down, uh, our, our pastors were, were the natural, current pastors were the natural ones to step in and fill that void. And it, it really, they, they haven't skipped a beat. They stepped right in and had been well prepared because they had been raised up and trained and, and developed as leaders. And I could give you example after example. Youth leaders, worship leaders, connect group leaders, pretty much all the way down the line, but leaders have been developed from within.
before we get too far in, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by two resource highlights. First of all, my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is my helpful and entertaining book on leadership. We deal with uh, leadership, management, supervision. Uh, We talk about setting goals. We talk about time management. We talk about productivity. And really, it's a very practical book. All the chapters are short and immediately actionable. And I would just encourage you to check it out. Um, it's a it's an easy book to read. I think it's one that you would enjoy. Some great stories, um, and, and at the end of each chapter, there's there's questions that you can ask yourself that will get you immediately putting it into practice. But because we're talking about uh, Mac Lake's book, Leading Others, our second resource highlight is his book, Leading Leaders. That's the second one after you've read. Uh, leading others, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute, I encourage you to get the next one in the series, Leading Leaders. Powerful, powerful stuff. So if you like what we talk about with uh, Leading Others here in just a minute as we get ready to jump back in, by all means, check out my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0, but also Leading Leaders by Mac Lake because I know you're going to love both resources. Well, okay, we're back. So the question was, do you have a plan for developing leaders? Uh, Sadly, most churches, most organizations do not. Uh, I worked for the police department for almost 30 years, and it wasn't until later in my career that the police department developed really a system for developing supervisors and managers. And when they did, it was a good one, and I'm sure it's always being evolved and worked on. But having a system in place is so powerful. So the book that we're talking about today, Leading Others, is a, I hate to use the word textbook because that implies dry and boring. It's not that at all. But it is a plan. It's an outline. It is a text for developing leaders in your church. And what we tell the the guys and girls that are going through our system, we're actually going through it right now. I think we've got about 60 or 70 uh, leaders going through right now a variety of small groups that that are going through this material. And and what we tell them is, uh, obviously, we want to raise up leaders for the church. Uh, We we believe in, in God's house so strongly. We want the kingdom of God to expand, and we need leaders to do that. At the same time, the beauty of this material is it carries over into every area of your life. We've had uh, so many people in our church who, who, who have developed leadership skills because we've invested in them, and they've gone higher and farther in their professional world. Uh, one of my dear friends um, is in the telecommunications uh, field, and he's at a director's level in his company. And he told me, he said, I'm already two levels higher than I ever thought I would go in my company. And he said, I attribute every single bit of it to the leadership training that I've received at church. And he's he's a high-level leader in church. He does a great job uh, leading in a variety of areas. But it it also carries over into our uh, professional world. So by all means, pay attention and check out this book. So Leading Others by Mac Lake. 
If you haven't heard of Mac Lake, maybe you've heard of his son, Brandon Lake. He's he's really one of the 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 key worship leaders in the world right now. I think he just won a Grammy for some of the stuff he's written. Uh, he, he's been involved with Elevation Worship, Maverick Worship. Um, if you love great worship music, you've probably heard of Brandon Lake, even if you didn't know they were his songs. Uh, powerful, powerful young man. Well, Max's dad, and he is a, a, a minister, and he travels around teaching leadership principles. And this book is amazing. Let me give you how this book works, the, the format. Uh, these are the things that we cover. It's nine different chapters or modules, he calls them. But these are the things that we're covering right now with our new leaders. The first one is making disciples. You know, really, in a Christian context, what, where else could you start but talking about making disciples? Because that was Jesus' last command, the Great Commission, we call it. And then after we talk about making disciples, we talk about building a healthy team. Because there's a lot of teams out there, but that doesn't mean they're all healthy. And so he, he gives us great, great insights on building a great team and a healthy team. Now, module number three, leading different personalities. Maybe you've run into this at work. Maybe you've run into it at church. But you know, people have different personalities. And sometimes as a leader, it can get frustrating because you've got one person that views a situation in one way. You've got another person that views situations in a different way. And it can be frustrating. It can be aggravating when in reality, it should really help us because we're getting so many different points of view. But leading different personalities is a phenomenal chapter. Facilitating a discussion. Listen, as leaders, learning how to facilitate discussion is absolutely crucial. I don't know about you, but when uh, so many uh, businesses during the pandemic, uh, the COVID pandemic a couple of years ago, businesses had to shift to, to using Zoom and going online, and many people weren't equipped to deal with that. Talking to a friend, and um, for him, it was a very easy pivot. He was leading his team in discussions. They were having great uh, talks about you know where they needed to go as a company and things they needed to work through. And after one of the Zoom meetings, his boss said, "Man, you do such a good job leading the discussion. You don't try and uh, act like you've got all the answers, but you know how to talk and, and ask the right questions to get your team talking. How did you learn to do that?" And my friend says, "It's church." He said, that's what we do in our small groups. We facilitate discussion. It's not about me having all the answers as the boss. I want to pull the answers out of my teammates and those that I'm working with so that they're more bought in. So facilitating discussion, phenomenal. Okay, another one. Number five, empowering those around you. You know, as a leader, if you're trying to do it all yourself, you're doing it wrong. Listen to what I said. If you're a leader and you're trying to do it all yourself, you're doing it wrong. This is not what leadership is. And it's also not just dumping assignments on subordinates' desk and saying, can you handle this for me? Empowering those uh, th that we're leading is probably one of the most important chapters and modules in the entire book. 
because we're not only giving responsibilities, we're also giving authority. We're not just delegating, we're empowering. So this is so, so good. Module number six, providing feedback. Because not only are we helping people by giving them things to do, but we're providing feedback. How can, how can they get better? You know, as a coach, um, that in fact, that's, that's really a, a very important part of leadership is being a coach. And as a coach, you want to not be nitpicky and not always be telling people what they're doing wrong. That's not what a coach does. It's, it's always helping people get better. That should be um, your goal as a coach. So providing feedback. And yes, that means there's going to be some unpleasant conversations, but that's part of being a leader. If you don't think you can have unpleasant conversations, then go ahead and resign as a leader because that is part of it. If you say, well, you know, I just want to get along with everybody, well, then get out of leadership because sometimes you have to have those difficult conversations. And that's not all it is, and it should never be all it is. Um, but there are times when we have to do that. Module number seven, solving problems. You know, leadership so often is about being a problem solver. Uh, and, and again, this is one of those fine lines because sometimes there's a fine line between solving the problem and pointing our people towards solving the problem. Uh, when I was a, a manager in the police department, I was a lieutenant. I had a lot of folks working for me and People would had at one point I had uh, three different three or four different units I was I was managing and people were always coming with problems and I finally I finally got them trained to where if they came in with a problem they needed to have at least one or two solutions that we could talk about and we may not use them but most of the time we did because most people can solve their own problems but having them come in they've got a problem here's what I think we should do boss. And share a solution. And most of the time, I'd say, man, that is a great idea. Why don't we do that? And what have I just done? They've solved the problem, and I've empowered them to go ahead and implement their, their solution. Uh, module number eight, identifying and apprenticing potential leaders. Do you have the eyes to see other leaders? This is such a great characteristic that leaders need to have is, is being able to identify and apprentice potential leaders. And sometimes, you know, we may not see it right away. That's why there's this process in place and we begin to see who begins to stand out and, and who's not quite there yet and, and putting something in place. And then, of course, the last one is just a review. But the other thing that I want to point out in this incredible book is not just the fact that we're learning characteristics. We're not just learning these the, the, these modules, uh, these characteristics, okay? We're talking about, let me just give you an example. In, in, in chapter one, on making disciples, in every single chapter, what MacLake does is he also ties in a character trait. So we've got a competency, which in this case is, 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 is disciple making, and I've just given you the other um, seven or eight. But beyond that, in every chapter, he also deals with the issue of character. Because listen, you can have a leader who's got all the right characteristics. You can have a leader who, who, who's got the knowledge. You can have a leader who even um, you know, does, does things right. But do they have the right character? So in every chapter, Mac also adds a, uh, a, a 
character of quality called, uh, and in the first chapter, we've got making disciples is the, the competency, but the character trait that he wants to emphasize is compassion. Leaders know and feel the struggles that others face and respond with comfort and support. Have you ever worked for a leader who lacked compassion? So I can have this characteristic of being a disciple maker. I can be raising people up and training them to be disciples, but if I don't have compassion, I'm really not going to be successful because it's it's taking people um, where they're at, understanding that there's hurts. Um, let me give you another example of, of what we're talking about. We said that uh, building a healthy team was our second characteristic. We want to teach people how to build a healthy team. But the, the character trait there is dependability. Can I be depended on? You've probably had people work for you, and you may have even had some leaders that weren't dependable. You had those volunteers who, who, who didn't show up some Sundays to serve at church. Um, or they didn't find anybody to swap with, or they'd call at the last minute and expect you to find a replacement for them. That's not dependability. And so we want to instill in our, 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 our volunteers, the people that we're leading, those that we're, we're helping to learn to, to lead themselves, we want to instill in them these character traits. So the, in the first chapter, like we said, it was compassion. We want to teach people how to have compassion uh, for other people. But then the next one is dependability. Can I be depended on? So, so what I, I love what Mac Lake does here is he, he gives us this important character trait, um, a competency that, that leaders need, but then he gives us this character trait to go along with it. So it's not just having the, the skill or the talent. It's also having the heart setting. And so when you look at these characteristics, you can look at them as settings of the heart. Compassion, dependability, those are only two. That's all I'm going to give you. You know, you need to get the book to get the rest. But trust me, these are dynamite. And if you can instill these things in your leaders... And, and, and really begin to instill in other people this need to have a heart of compassion to go along with their discipleship making. Man, they're well on their way to being a successful volunteer and then a successful leader. And then in the second one, um, we want to help people develop a healthy team, but to do that, we also have to be dependable. They, they need to be able to trust us as leaders, and we need to raise up volunteers and, and, and workers that are uh, dependable as well. So I hope you can kind of get a little bit of a feeling of the passion that I've got kind of for, for what Mac Lake's doing. If you take this book and put others through it in your church, you're going to be well on your way to raising up leaders. And, and at the very beginning, I asked, does your church have a plan or format for developing leaders? Well, get a copy of this book and read it, and if nothing else... Taking small groups of potential leaders through this, you're going to be well on your way to creating a system within your church that you can use to raise up and develop other leaders. Well, I'm going to stop there. I really do hope you'll check out uh, Mac Lake's book, Leading Others, and also we mentioned Leading Leaders, as well as my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. 2.0. If you have any questions or comments, by all means, make sure you go to davidspell.com. 
leave a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. The links for these books are, are, are in here. If you choose to buy one, that would be great. I get a, bit, a little bit of love from Amazon. But, uh, but the main thing is I really want you to have these resources because I know they will help you in creating and raising up leaders in your church and organization is absolutely essential to what we are called to do. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and I will see you next week on Leading in.